So welcome, 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 so welcome to No Stupid, stupid Questions. Question. Hello, stupid everybody. This week, welcome, welcome, folks. Welcome. It's for real. It's with for real. T-Link like, and rah, Jay. Rah, rah, like a dungeon drag. What's up? No, no <laughs> specific order. order. I love No <laughs> Stupid <laughs> Questions show. Can we curse on this show? Do whatever we feel. Time is question for today. All right. So, question. What's the name of the show, Jay? No stupid question. Welcome to this episode. My first question is Who are you? No stupid question. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the No Stupid Questions show, the show where we have two smart people, Jack T. Leak. What's up, people? How y'all doing? <laughs> and one stupid question, or so we thought. All so, right, all right. A lot of stupid questions floating out there. What's, what's, what's our question for today? Well, uh, there is not <laughs> a shortage of stupid questions, which is good for us because that means we'll be doing this podcast for a very long time. <laughs> But here's one for you, T. Lee. Okay. Do we have a problem with critical race theory? Oh, the old let's examine the buzzword question, which is, again, always a not so stupid question. I'm going to say, yes, we do. Yes, we have a problem. Yes, we have a problem with critical race theory. That's what I'm saying. I'm about to dissect hey, you, it in a minute, but what's your, you, what's your... You surprised me with that. Well, oh, okay. I, you know, I aim to surprise. I, I have to say no. Oh, okay. I have no problems with critical race theory. Oh, but you didn't say, do I? Well, a we. Me is we you and pocket. me? Is we... <laughs> don't have a problem with critical that, race that theory. That sounds now, like something else we'll have to examine later. So, so you know, it's funny because... When I think about the question and, and, and hearing your answer, you can think about it two ways. One is, do we, meaning the royal we, meaning this country, this, and I'm, I'm going to speak from this country because that's where a lot of this uh, controversy is happening over this, this phrase. We have a problem because we cannot get agreement on it. And it reminds me of some other things, which we'll talk about later, that we, we can't get agreement on and then it just kind of turns into whatever people want it to be. And then we're not talking to each other. We're talking at each other with totally different things in our minds. Wait, so can I, can I, wait, wait, wait. That's the problem. Is it a problem when we can't agree on something? It is when it's because we are not talking about the same thing because we're not necessarily disagreeing. Okay. So okay. we don't Cause, even cause, know if we're in agreement. Because I was about to say, in some circles, we may have a disagreement on what's the square root of 169, but that's just a right and a wrong. There's no You don't even here. hang in those circles. I don't know why you brought that up. <laughs> in mean, some I, circles, which circles are those? There are a lot of circles I'm in where people might, <laughs> square root of 169, what, what, what you talking about? <laughs> okay, so. My point being, sometimes there's a right Sometimes there's a wrong, and sometimes there's a gray area that you can disagree about. Well, and let's let's at least let's talk about what our interpretation of critical okay. race theory is. Okay, you um, first, because I'm not sure what mine is. I have to hear you first, and then. I'm gonna... <laughs> well, again, you know, I I heard that it was a term that had come up actually after the civil rights movement, so in the 70s, mm. okay. that 
was coined by a professor. I'm not sure she's a law professor or not. Kimberley, I believe it's Kimberley Crenshaw. And it was about examining how, despite good intentions and best efforts, the laws that we have on the books, the policies that we have in place are not changing the inequality that we see, especially the, the disparities in race. And that's across a number of different arenas, right? Education, health, business, et cetera. So, so my understanding is that it's, it is very much grounded in the laws and understanding what may be actually perpetuating racial inequality. Okay. So first of all, Kimberly Williams Crenshaw okay. is a professor at both the UCLA Law School of Law and the Columbia Law School. Oh, she's bi-coastal. Okay. Yeah, she's bi-coastal, which means she must be one bad sister. <laughs> Two but, great um, schools, yeah. And you said in after the civil... Did I say civil rights? I said civil rights, right? Not civil Yeah, war. I'm not sure if that's correct. So we, we might have to lead... I might need to look that up because... Okay. Miss Crenshaw is only 62 years old. So uh, she would have had to be putting out some theories pretty young if it was right after the civil rights movement depending on when you consider the civil rights movement to be over. But okay, so I guess the other thing you said was to examine how after, even after some of our great efforts, the law still supports or is still racist in nature. The laws, right? The laws, not, right. Yeah, not that sort of the so man. I, <laughs> I, I question who's, I mean, yeah, we've, I'm questioning whose best efforts you're talking about, because I'm not sure it's the legislate, the state legislatures or Congress or the, whoever have been trying their best efforts to get rid of racism. Maybe that's a question for another show. So when I hear critical race theory, I keep hearing, and, and you know, maybe I'm getting these buzzwords from the wrong places, but I keep hearing people complain about critical race theory trying to force white people to recognize their ancestors' actions and how they have benefited from systematic racism. Does that ring a bell with you or is that something you had not heard? Uh, yes, I have heard that. Okay. And I, and that's when I started to look for like what is what is this where did it where did it start right because it's got a lot of talk about you know school curriculum and stuff and i because i was trying yeah, to figure out they're teaching it in our schools right what is this are they i mean i i thought so that's that's what i hear all people complaining about they're teaching it in schools it's in the boardrooms it's at everybody's and job, that's but what, mine. That's that's, that's what I don't I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in school. I don't know. I mean, my 12 year old, she hasn't, you know, there hasn't been anything specifically saying that critical race theory is now a part of. I think that there has been a deliberate attempt to to sort of change the narrative so that it's more accurate around slavery. I mean, we've seen that the textbooks have been, you know, kind of put out there when they kind of talk about slavery as like, you know, 
oh, they were working without pay. And, you know, I mean, like, no, it's slavery. Like, you gotta, you can't. So I do know that, that that's been specific. So the, the question is. Well, wait a minute, the working without pay, would that be critical race theory in action or anti-critical race theory? I'm, I'm just a that is confused. So no, what I'm saying is critical race theory is the highlighting of that to say ah. that's not correct. That is right. not okay. how it went down. Okay, okay. It was okay. not, you know, hey, shake your hand. I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it for free. Is that, that's not how it went down. So yeah, so, so I, I, but that's what I'm saying is I know that exists. Okay. And is that what we're calling critical race theory? Because if that's the case, yeah, we need it, right? If, but, but it's been taken all the way to, because I've also heard it's about basically making white people feel bad. Hmm. And telling all white people, pretty much saying that white people are all racists, which is another show. But the bottom line is, I don't think I, I don't think that's productive. I'll say that. Wow. Okay. So, so you know, when you talk about what everyone's understanding of it is, and why somebody may be getting up in their you know feelings about it versus other people. I think that the, we have very, there's a, there's a huge spectrum of definition of what it is. And I think it's because it's a damn theory. Right, right. That nobody studied, by the way. It is. Because, I mean. I it's an intellectual I, theory, which we always get into trouble when we're talking about how intellectual theories are being implemented in, in right, practice. Right. That's, right. that's a problem. So P Professor, Professor Crenshaw believes that it's all smoke and mirrors that someone discovered this theory, didn't study this theory, and decided to make this theory the boogeyman. So when I answer the question and saying no, I don't have a, I don't think we have a problem with critical race theory. Maybe I was being a little facetious because it's like saying, I don't think we have a problem with quantum physics because the we don't understand what the heck we're talking about. So how can we have a problem with something we don't understand what we're talking about? So that's why I said we don't have a problem with critical race theory, because nobody knows. Very few people know what the heck they're talking about. But that, but, uh, what it but is. that to me, that's a problem. Well, ignorance is always a problem. <laughs> and if the question, if the show, if the question for the show was, do is, we is ignorance a problem? Have a, is ignorance a problem? <laughs> And I'll be more specific. Is ignorance a problem in America today? <laughs> my answer would have been absolutely. Because ignorance runs rampant and puts uh, its feet up on the couch. Okay, well, we would be in agreement on that. Ignorance is a problem. So, so let's talk about this critical race theory. Assuming it was, let's set the record straight. And let's have, let's make white people understand the impact that they've had on black people and make black people understand. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Are we going to do that in one show? Well, we're going to start this. <laughs> okay. This, this is going to be part one. What? Okay. okay, so what? You're right. I'm trying to chew off too much. Maybe this so, so now, but, but I think, so before you go there, as you think about what you gonna bite off what, there? What we can bite off? <laughs> what we can actually accomplish in, in, in one show. in one episode? Yes, exactly. I'm going to say this. I think that I'm gonna, as we like to do, dissect sort of this phrase, right? Right. Okay. Critical race theory. Okay. So we talked about the theory part, right? It's to some degree a position that 
there's race involved in and again it originated in this whole concept of how the law plays a role in racial inequality particularly a role that kind of perpetuates it and we're talking about race and in that context presumably it is critical and it is critical of the the policies that are out there and looking to find why this is this is still occurring I think that's important. I think we have to make sure our laws support equality rather than inequality, for sure. And I have another little branch for that, but I'm gonna come back to that. So I am a student, I consider myself a student of positive psychology. Okay. And even though that's a difficult, it is a difficult road to take. It is that high road that I think Michelle Obama talked about, which a lot of people say is hard to take, especially in certain contexts. It is finding the positive things that we can kind of create momentum with, right? And be able to get to maybe even kind of make the positive take up the space and crowd out the negative, or at least get us to the point where we are able to engage in dialogue because to get specific, it could be, you know, in, in a practical t- terms, it could be us embracing the things that we have in common between the races and having that be a sort of celebratory point that allows us then to have discussions where we are not so defensive about who we are and what we or our ancestors did or suffered from. Okay. Okay. So that, that's kind of my take on, you know, when you go the critical race theory route, when you go any route that starts talking about race, I mean, people get their backs up on the wall, yeah, right? They get very defensive. Well, of course, of course. You know, it's interesting because an, another term you hear often when you hear critical race theories, you hear intersectionality. Intersectionality? I'm sorry. I took a whole syllable out of it. <laughs> intersectionality that's what so you have conservative leaning people who like to say it's a conspiracy theory of victimization you want to tell me what i did wrong as a people and you want to tell me how oppressed you are and you know what where does that get us i think that's a, an oversimplification of the issue it's probably a way to demonize any attempts to correct the wrong accounts in history and even to, to right some of the systematic wrongs that, that still exist in our society. You and I are trying to think about these things and, and see what makes sense and what's logical and what's, what's a path to get us where we need to be. But there's some people who are just interested in propaganda. There's some people that are just interested in making sure that they come out on top. Their agendas. Mm-hmm. Their agendas are pushed. And I, and I guess I'm interested in my agenda being pushed, but I, I think my agenda is based on the equal greater opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and I'm not pushing an agenda where I sit on top and, and other people sit beneath me. I just want a fair playing field for everyone. CRT is a heck of a buzzword now. I mean, you got people comparing it to Marxism, You got people going to school boards and crying about what they heard, probably lying, but what they heard 
when they were watching their class, their school, their class, their, their allegedly, class. Alleged, alleged, alleging yeah. stuff. Yeah, they wasn't doing that. Don't be fooled. <laughs> Nobody was sitting there with their kid in their third grade class. How do you combat that? If the truth can be disregarded so easily, how do we combat that? That is actually where I think we have a problem. Houston, okay. Houston. Okay. L literally. See, get it? You're kind of close to Houston. Anyway. Um, so <laughs> yeah, that's where I think we have a problem with critical race theory because. Okay. So I got to your yes. This is how we get to your yes. This is, yes, this is how we okay. get to my yes. I, I think we have a fundamental breakdown in how we are approaching it. And to what you asked me before is we can disagree, but I don't think we disagree in the well, there are some people, like you said, with their own agenda, but I'm going to just look at sort of generally, I think that there's probably less disagreement in what we want, what some of the end that that greater good that you're, you're talking about. And, and to be honest, if I don't believe that, then we're just screwed. If I don't believe that the people that have their own agenda and are really just doing this to maintain their power, their, their place in power and will do anything, corrupt, lie, like you said, make things up to stay in power, then yeah, it is. How do we resolve that? I don't know because this has been, you know, one of the things that people talk about with racism all the time, which is that it's the people with the power that do it, right? And, and to some degree, it, it, it fits into ironically, the, the, the definition that I'm talking about, at least of critical race theory, which is that there is this policy. So there is where the power lies that is kind of making this continue. And if we're not willing to look at it to change that, or if any group is not willing to look at it to change it, then yeah, we are, especially the people that are in power, then yeah, we are screwed. And it is a huge problem. Because if only the people who basically are hurt by the policy want to change it, <laughs> I mean, and, and really had nothing to do with it. Well, that's what I, I might disagree with you a little bit on that, T. Oh, in what way? Because the people in power are a, an extreme minority. You know, some people have this discussion and may think we're talking about the people in power being white people and the people not in power being other than white people. And therefore the white people in the majority, so we can't change, the, the situation won't ever change, like you say, because if they don't decide to change, it won't change. But I think it's the elite versus the masses. So and by, and definition, I, I, by definition, the masses are the masses. So they have more numbers if their eyes are open, they will be able to combat what the elite is doing to all of us. We, we, we owe folks a, we talked about as capitalism races, we owe folks a democracy show, which someone actually requested. So we'll get okay. back to that. But I don't, I agree with you. I was about to say, I don't disagree with you. I actually agree with you. So That's I, affirmative, I like it. That. Yes, my positive psychology in action. Because I was reading, is a New Yorker article about Ibrahim, uh, I forgot the author's last name, a book that he's wrote on this whole anti-racist thing. Mm -hmm. 
but the interesting thing is it it was exploring this whole concept that critical race theory is actually is, is interesting because i'm just thinking about it now is actually probably not where we should focus because i believe the the quote and we'll make sure we include the link the quote was that critical race theory seems to indicate that if we had a proportional number of black lgbtq you know latino latinx people in that elite one percent then we're good but the problem is what you said it's the elite versus the masses right. and that is more of a class issue ultimately a power that is you know this really small group and then this really large group and so another problem we might have with critical race theory which is that it is a red herring because it doesn't deal with this this larger issue that we have that is not i mean it's one of the things we've talked about when when it came to you know the former guy and what we need to do you know within this country which is that whites and blacks that are adversely affected because of their the economics that are favored in this democracy right with mm -hmm. with with lobbying and PACs and super PACs and that those folks they don't have conflicting interests and when you inject like we talked about this sort of all this debate of a critical race theory you you got you're creating a wedge and and it's it's actually keeping those elites whiter otherwise fr from us from having the conversation that re remedies that imbalance right Right. So it's interesting you say critical race theory is the red herring. It's a red herring. In the context of, so now we're getting all tied up in what's the definition of critical race theory and blah, blah, blah. And we right. got to figure out race and blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and in the background, all this other stuff is still an issue. So the shell game's happening and we getting, we can't keep our eye on the ball because we're, we're, we're looking out on stuff on the fringes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I agree with you hundred percent. I mean, I've often said that race itself is a red herring. Race is a construct to keep people focused on the wrong thing, so they start don't start looking at the right thing, which is the economic disparity that the masses suffer from. Yeah, and I actually, you know, I'm going to look. Um, by the way, I did look in Wikipedia, and it talks about the history, and it says that. The early analyses that later consolidated into critical race theory developed in the 70s as legal scholars, activists, and lawyers tried to understand why civil rights era victories had stalled and were being eroded. Hmm. And when you when you hear Kimberly talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why? So then it said in the early 80s, students of color at Harvard Law School organized protests regarding Harvard's lack of racial diversity in the curriculum which is also a problem, by the way, among students and in the faculty. Okay. These students supported Professor Derek Bell, who left Harvard in 1980. And during his time at Harvard, he developed new courses that studied American law through a racial lens. Now, again, this is Wikipedia, so keep in mind, if somebody has corrections, go into Wikipedia. And he resigned his position at Harvard because of what he viewed as the university's discriminatory practices. So the university rejected student requests, responding that no sufficiently qualified black instructor existed to teach the new courses in his absence. Wow. So legal scholar Randall Kennedy writes that some students felt affronted by Harvard's choice to employ an archetypal white liberal 
in a way that precludes the development of black leadership. So in response, numerous students, including Kimberly Crenshaw mm. and Mari Matsuda, boycotted and organized to develop an alternative course using Bell's Race, Racism in American Law, as, which is uh, published in 1973, first edition as a core text. Okay. So that's when the first meetings centered on critical race theory started to come out of that in 89, a workshop called New Developments in Critical Race Theory. And it was right. organized by Kimberly Crenshaw for a retreat. Right. So that's okay. how that's how Wikipedia has it. So I think the concept is certainly out there. Some some verbiage was given to it by, I guess we gotta give well, Derek Bell, it doesn't say he used that term specifically. Um, I think Crenshaw is, is is credited with coining the phrase. Yes, you know, yes. Thirty years ago or so. Okay, so just just a little little something. Okay, okay. So what are we gonna do about this? What are we gonna do about the problem? Yeah. We, well, we, first, I, this show is about you. Hopefully, you, the listener. <laughs> doing your research i mean this is always what it comes down to in the environment that we live in today you got to know what you're talking about right so, and, and i'm gonna tell you when we first talked about talking about crt critical race theory i was like "Ooh, i gotta go i gotta go do some research because i've ignored the madness um, especially <laughs> coming from especially people calling it marxist or people calling it racist itself I kind of ignored all that because I, it just seemed like madness to me. So when, when you said CRT before a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking, you know, I don't deal with CRT monitors. I got an LED. Um, kept, <laughs> I know. Them cathode ray tubes. Old, old ray te tubes technology old. people, excuse us. That. Right, right. But, um, so we're not telling you to educate yourself because we sit all high and mighty. We all need to educate ourselves. We all need Good to point. constantly understand uh, what's going on in the world around us. So please um, join, join, join us in educating ourselves as a first step in, in anything that you do. Yeah, and, and because I think that's, that is one of the problems of that I think that I answered yes about, which is that there is a lack of understanding and as a result, a lack of effective conversations ultimately around this issue. Now, having said that, I mean, we have so many issues, right? And, and there are different people focusing on them, which is great. But I do think the other problem that we have is, I think we're missing, like you said, we, we're not paying attention to where we need to pay attention. I, mean, I think we were gonna actually have a show on that, which is, are we, are we missing what's important? Because I think there are a couple of things that, you know, we, we, we had a, a sleep, underrated show because sleep is way over and above some other things. I think right. there are some things that are way over and above that I would hope that a, you know, a, a critical mass of, of folks are, are focused on and paying attention to, because I think it will have the largest and the most sort of potentially negative consequences. We got to get to that show, T League. We can't. Apparently, we can't, right? We can't I'm like, hold I, this out there. we've been I having mean, all these other shows. I'm, I'm contributing to the red yeah. herring environment. We need if, to have if, that show. We're not attacking the crux of the issue. Then what are we doing? <laughs> so, so we got to close this one out, and then we got to get to that other show. All right. Critical race theory, is it overrated? I'm sorry. <laughs> Do we have a problem? Yes, it is, it? and that's the problem. <laughs> Do we have a problem? I said no because I don't think anyone knows what the heck they're talking about. But I think you and T. Leak are saying the same thing. She says, yes, I say no, but we came at it different angles. But we really had the same kind of answer there. So okay. tell us what you think. All right. I, 
I like it. So we're really not in disagreement, which is actually a perfect example of the answers. Yay! No stupid questions, y'all. <laughs> Bye. You can ask any question that you want or don't ask no stupid ass questions. <laughs>